Hi, everyone. This is Steve Bowes. I wanted to set up today's special edition of the HR Happy Hour Show, which is the audio recording of a video Q&A live stream that I hosted for HR Executive, along with my guests, Gene Meister of Future Workplace and Allison Stevens from Paychex. We talked about coronavirus, its impacts on HR and on organizations from the beginning of the pandemic and how things have changed as these lockdowns and work from home orders have lingered for many months. And then we also talked a little bit about Gene's recent article, 21 HR Jobs of the Future, published on Harvard Business Review. Of course, I want to thank our show sponsors, First Work Human, who've introduced Mood Tracker, a free modern voice of the employee tool built by data scientists, making it fast, easy, and actionable to get to the heart of the organizational issues. Learn more at workhuman.com slash mood tracker. And of course, thanks to our friends at Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. Paychex also sponsored this live stream, so hear me talk a little bit more about them there as well, and you can find them at Paychex.com. So thanks so much to my friends at HRE for letting me run this audio on the Happy Hour Show, and thanks, of course, to Gene and Allison for joining in. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the HR Happy Hour wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time for the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Human Resource Executive Ask HRE live Q&A. My name is Steve Bowes. I'm Program Chair of HR Technology Conference, co-host of the HR Happy Hour Show. It's great to be with you today. I am joined by Gene Meister from Future Workplace. Gene, how are you today? Terrific. Thanks for having me, Steve. Great to see you. Thanks for doing this. I'm also joined by Allison Stevens from Paychex. Allison, how are you today? I'm great, Steve. Great to see you. Awesome. Before we get started, I do want to thank our friends at Paychex for sponsoring today's event. For nearly 50 years, Paychex technology and services solutions have simplified the complexity of running a business. In this challenging and uncertain time, Paychex has the financial and operational stability to support their customers' changing HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance needs. Paychex makes it simple to pay and manage employees, offer benefits, guide customers through their human resource challenges, and help them stay up to date with changing laws and regulations over the phone, from their desktop, mobile, or chat, however and wherever businesses do their work. To learn how Paychex can help your business navigate the challenges ahead, visit Paychex.com. We're going to talk to Allison about how they actually do some of this because her and her gigantic team of HR experts are the ones who deliver on many of those, uh, many of those promises. But uh, before we get to that, Gene, I wanted to start with you. The impetus or the why we decided to do this chat today really comes from a couple of things you've recently published. Uh, the first piece was back uh, earlier in the beginning stages of the pandemic. You wrote a piece on Forbes, which went crazy popular, like 100,000 plus uh, people have read this, called The Impact of the Coronavirus on HR and the New Normal of Work. It's a great piece. It's not super long either. It's really accessible. It's probably one of the best pieces written on this at the, at the beginning part of the pandemic. Yeah. It was written in March. I'd love for you to share just some of the key ideas from that piece and, and some of the thought processes behind it. And then maybe let's get into how some of that maybe has evolved since this pandemic. Now we're here in month five of it or so and seemingly never gonna stop. Maybe let's start there. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, I think we can probably all agree. Um, we didn't think month five, we'd still be all remote working. So um, the, the Forbes piece really started with um, the fact that the coronavirus has the opportunity to become the accelerator for many of the future of work um, initiatives that we all have been researching and studying, things like 
increased use of artificial intelligence and robots and remote work and increased adoption of HR tech in the workplace, yeah. right? And so um, just like I, I, there were three big trends in that piece that have evolved since I wrote it. Um, so first was remote work. So back then and now, about 88% of those of us that can work remotely are working remotely. And guess what? We may be having Zoom fatigue, or in this case, StreamYard <laughs> fatigue, but we're productive. And, and I think the, the big aha is it's impacting everybody from the CEO down to all levels. Um, and so I think companies and leaders are starting to question, well, wait a minute, maybe a lot more of the workforce can work remotely. We already saw announcements by the big tech companies, Facebook, right. Google, they're going to be remote till July of 2021, but even nationwide insurance, 94 years old, is made a statement that they're going to go remote. So I think how we work is permanently going to be changed. And what I see, and I'd love Allison to, to chime in here and you, Steve, is mm -hmm. companies are going to be much more deliberate as to who can work totally remote, who can work in sort of a hybrid remote and which roles really need to be on site. And then what's going to come out of that is a whole new role for the office. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Jean. Yeah, Allison, that's a great segue into, first of all, maybe just take a second, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I know it's a lot, but you've got a huge portfolio there at Paychex. But maybe explain to the folks watching, you know, kind of your role at Paychex and your team and what they do. I kind of alluded at it a little bit in the beginning. And then, yeah, maybe share your thoughts on kind of, how things are are changing for your customers as we continue to go into month five, month six, month whatever of, of this current situation. Sure thing. So um, thanks, you. Really happy to be here. So at Paychex, my role is director of HR services. So I lead over 600 HR professionals at Paychex. And we take Paychex's leading technology. We take insights from that technology and turn that into effective recommendations and HR advice for our clients. So our over 40,000 clients of HR services, we've been providing them support um, throughout the pandemic um, before and now more than ever. So, you know, I think since we last spoke, Steve, um, we are busier than ever and yeah. continue to be busy in supporting our clients with, you know, everything from just the basics around, you know, safety and well-being considerations for their employees. And as you alluded to, Jean, you know, now that I think the, this, the current environment has us in a place where many employers are rethinking whether they're going to bring their employees back into the office. Mm -hmm. So what does that future of work look like um, as we continue to head into the next several months and years? Um, second, we're supporting our clients with you know, leave management questions, what to do um, if an employee is unable to return to work, whether that be remote or not. So mm -hmm. what are the various federal and state Legislation, legislative changes that have occurred. And we've been providing support to our clients on how to navigate um, the landscape as it relates to leave. And then yeah. supporting clients in general on just, you know, if they do unfortunately have to close their business, but we've been really focused on making sure we're supporting our clients so they can help bring their employees back to work. Great, thank you, Allison. 
Sure. Yeah. You, you, you alluded to kind of permanent, like we're going to be working in many, many of the changes we're going to, we're going to persist, right? Like say work from home being one of them. I think there probably could be some more things that, that persist or change the way we think about where we work, how we work, how we collaborate. What, what are you seeing now when you work with your, your uh, portfolio of co- companies you work with from Future Workplace about how are they thinking about making more long-term or more permanent changes based on what's happened these last few months? Yeah, well, I think, um, and very relevant to, to HRE, um, they're investing in, in technologies, right? So number one, they, they have to be, be sure that um, for those of us that are working remotely, you have the optimal technology, right, to, to be able to do your job. But going one step further, I think com- I've seen companies and my clients looking at the processes that they took for granted And how does working remotely change that? So I'm going to give you one example, design thinking and sort Mm -hmm. of brainstorming, sort of whiteboard brainstorming, right? So if you, if the three of us were going to have, you know, uh, let's say an employee journey mapping session, we'd probably huddle together in a room on a whiteboard with sticky notes and sort of plan a process together. Well, that that has not been possible for five months and who knows when it will be. So what I'm seeing and what we're using are are visual collaboration tools like Miro, M-I-R-O and Mural, which gives you the ability to do visual collaboration um, sessions with a big team. And so I think I'm, I'm beginning to see companies really explore what are the new tools that maybe we should have been using anyway, but now this remote work is forcing us to do our jobs and use these tools. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big one. And the second big one is doubling down on employee well-being yeah. and health, right? I mean, it's not just a joke anymore about Zoom fatigue. It's a real thing, right? Um, and I and what I'm seeing is companies being very deliberate in offering a whole range of services for employee well-being, funding online Pilates and yoga classes, funding meditation apps, and then I think one of the best examples um, that I've seen Hewlett Packard actually funding um, assistance for working parents by hiring a network of substitute teachers to help working parents who are also managing homeschooling. So we're seeing innovation, you know, never waste a good crisis, Steve, right? So we're seeing innovation pop up in, in lots of new ways. Something that I'm very proud of, of our HR colleagues. Yeah, it's so uh, so true, Gene. Some of the as you were talking, I was thinking about some of the examples. I'm right in the middle of uh, going through the top HR products of the year process for HRE and for HR Tech, and uh, I've seen an endless amount of demos. But one of the demos I saw was very specifically speaking to uh, online fitness classes and creating a platform where a, a team could sign up and all take the same class at the same time and sort of have that collaborative collegial experience in a well-being context, right? It wasn't like a webinar or a learning opportunity like this, but there's nothing wrong with these, but uh, this was like, have some fun, do some yoga, do some stretching and, and all come together and, and, and do that, which, which I, I don't think would have existed prior to, to this, but it's still a really, really great idea. Allison, 
I mean, you can maybe think about this from a couple of perspectives, from, from the, the customers you guys support or even your own team. When I talked to you, we, we had you on the Happy Hour podcast a couple of months ago, and you were a trooper, but I felt like you were kind of overwhelmed. I didn't feel like you were sleeping. Like you were, <laughs> you were on your email 18 hours a day, probably. I expect you were. And just uh, maybe talk a little bit about how kind of that, that well-being focus that Gene talked about, how you're seeing it either at, across your customer base that you support or even just across you and your teams because you're supporting hundreds of people who are working really, really hard right now. Yes. So I definitely um, swapped the time I was spending huddling through airports um, and that swapped into time I was spending, you know, in front of my PC. So yes, I think I admittedly um, was a little tired when I when I last spoke to you. Um, I just got back from vacation. So I, I took a week off to oh, restore and yes, restore. So I, I feel a lot better now. But, you know, it's really been interesting. We've um, I love that concept of accountability, an accountability exercise, but towards well-being. So, you know, at Paychex, there's been a lot of emphasis on well-being. Um, our director of benefits, our HR team, you know, some of the folks you've been speaking with, Gene, we've been spending a lot of time on ensuring that our employees have really great tools and access to information that they can use um, for their family, you know, not just on how to become a better worker per se, but resources that they can use, you know, everything from an employee assistance program to lunch and learns, you know, on financial well-being, um, you yeah. know, just runs the gamut on certain things. And then for my own team, you know, you were, you were talking about just use of tools and use of technology tools. You know, I think we used to use IM tools as just a way to say like, hey, you know, how are you or ask a question. And now, you know, I found that working with my team, we've become very deliberate in our use of things like I am. We're becoming much more efficient in using that as a brainstorming place or using it just as a status update or, you know, providing urgent information rather than, oh, everybody get on a video call so we can, you know, just that time. You find yourself really just looking for ways to streamline your work and work much more efficiently so that the time you do spend in person collaborating on video is as valuable as it possibly can be. It took us a few months to get into that groove. And now I'm finding that my teams are working really, really well together because we've really just found our way in how to leverage the tools we have available to us at Paychex to the best extent possible. So it's really been, been actually been pretty great. We've gotten a lot done. Yeah, that that's what everyone's saying. It's it's almost unanimous, right? That we can do this and it's at, at various levels. I think what I think what's going to be really interesting for HR leaders is um, how to navigate situations where people don't want to return to work, right? In the in the office, in their role, because they may feel compromised or they may live in a family situation where there's someone with a compromised um, health condition already. So I think that you know, you know, for HR, they're going to, you know, there's a lot of issues in, in returning to work. And I think a number of companies have, you know, laid out a playbook, right, for staggered returning and, and wearing masks and, you know, in returning in a safe way and touchless entry to elevators and restrooms. But I think the thorny questions will be, if somebody approaches their HR leader and says, you know, I know I'm supposed to come back to work March of 2021, and here it is January, and I have to say, I still feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So 
we have to come up, we have to help our HR colleagues really deal with this. And I think it's going to be on a case by case basis, right? To really uncover what are some of the reasons and how do we deal with someone that may be very productive, but even if their job says they could be hybrid remote, they feel uncomfortable at this moment in time of, of returning. Yeah. And I think we, and I think that's a great point, Gene. And I think we just need to be really conscious and cognizant, both as HR leaders, but both or, or just any kind of a business leader or a manager of a team that, yeah. that everybody's coming to this from a slightly different perspective and from, from a place, right? Some people might be dying to get back to the office or like you said, Allison, get back on the road, get back in an airport. And other people may be on the other side of the spectrum, like, hey, I don't ever want to see an office again. I don't ever want to be in a crowded space again and, and everywhere in between, right? It's, yeah. it's figuring out how to navigate that balance and navigate through those individual circumstances is going to be a real challenge, but also important. Hey guys, a real quick comment. Folks are watching this live, uh, live streaming up to YouTube and I think we're on Twitter or wherever else we are and people can ask questions and a question has come in. So I'm going to throw it out there to you guys. It's, it's slightly related to what we were talking about, but uh, it's a little more specific. And here's the question. It comes from Tracy, which is, here it is. Uh, have you seen any movement toward providing guidance on ways to help employees support their aging parents? So it's kind of a specific question, but sort of related to issues employees are having outside of work that may be more acute right now as a result of the pandemic. So uh, it's, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, have seen it or just have some thoughts on it. I'll, I'll open it up. Yeah, well, I, I, first, I think the first big thought is well be the focus on well-being is expanded from the individual employee to the family unit. So the the example of Hewlett Packard, you know, helping with homeschooling is is actually one end of the spectrum. The other one with with aging parents, I, I have heard. Um, I believe it's it's Microsoft is giving pandemic leave, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of extra leave to deal with whatever situations you're encountering in your personal life. And that could be on the one hand, your kids, and I would assume on the other hand, your aging parents. But right. um, but I, I think what, what is really wonderful is so many employers are looking at well-being in the total family situation. And I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah. Allison, you what, what are you hear anything like this from your customers? Uh, just on on the extended family and their family situations, personal situations impacting, and how HR people can deal with that a little more effectively. Yeah, you know, I I think what we're certainly handling questions from our clients around you know employees who are are asking for support or might be asking for leave for a particular per you know personal situation that can involve children you know, to the extent it may in fact involve aging parents. Um, And when you were talking, Jean, I I couldn't help but think about, you know, the fact that we're talking about this focus on well-being, but I think it's also a conversation around, you know, just the change in how we're approaching leadership period, right? So at the beginning of the pandemic, we were very focused on like, what needs to be different as a manager of a remote workforce. And now to me, like those lines have blurred. It's just how to be an effective leader, period. And it's most likely that the majority of your employees now and in the future may in fact be remote or hybrid. And, you know, leaders have to continue to lean in to their employees on what they need and be supportive. And that may include, right, that entire family unit of what's going on with their family 
so they can really be on top of issues that might be in, in, impacting, you know, how the business might be running overall. I yeah. think it's a really good point. And, and I think it, it goes to being empathic, right? And, and really and over communicating so that you're really aware of what's going on in the personal and professional lives of your team members. Exactly. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. The, it, you know, we've, we've shifted from how to manage a remote workforce to how to be a better manager. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That is the, the notion of email being your default setting is gone. Like if yeah. that's what you're still doing right now, hopefully you've, yeah, you've exactly. gotten the memo that that really can't be how you, how you lead. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and it's all visual. I, I think, right. you know, when I think about, you know, how I've changed over the last several months, I have never used video for so much of my communication and you have to, because mm -hmm. you need to see your team members and, and your clients face to face. And the phone just doesn't cut it. Forget the email, the phone or the email, right? It's so yeah. true. It's so it's true. Very, it's so difficult to navigate through because again, like we were talking about before with people having individual feelings about how they feel about say coming back to an office or getting back into settings, you know, involving lots of people in one place or indoor congregations. I also think there's a there's a there's a kind of a continuum of how, how comfortable people are with these new ways of working, with all these video calls, with like, like right now, everybody who's watching this, hundreds of people, who knows, right? They're looking at all our houses, I imagine, or wherever we're at, right? which is, in a way, that's kind of weird, right? Like, so especially on a broadcast, but even with your teammates, like, like you might've worked with people for a decade, they've never seen your house before, right? They've never heard your dog bark. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think it's a different thing. And I think I think we have to also be conscious of that too. Like, hey, maybe sometimes there's a little too much of this or or encourage people to, you know, take a little break from it. Maybe, maybe as you said, Allison, maybe we don't need to have a Zoom meeting for this discussion. We can knock this out in a couple of quick IMs, right? To yeah. give some folks a break from this. This is a super fun conversation and we could talk pandemic and transition and work from home forever, but I wanted to make sure we carved out a little bit of time at the end uh, of the show today to talk about another really, really excellent piece, Gene, that you published very, very recently, just a couple of days ago in the Harvard Business Review. It's called The 21 HR Jobs of the Future. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this report and then maybe yeah. a little bit about some of the... The, the future HR roles and titles that you you guys are thinking about and, and maybe maybe give a couple of examples because it's a fascinating article. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. We had a lot of fun with this and um, we started this project nine months ago um, with our partner. Cognis. Yeah, nine months ago. And it was the last one of the last brainstorming meetings I had with about um, I guess around we had about 80 to 100 people um, really thinking about the, you know, the roles, for, new roles for HR. And, you know, we often think about in HR, what are the new skills and capabilities for the our clients? Right. But what about for us? So we embarked on this project and, and we got it to um, to 21 new HR jobs of the future. Um, and what's interesting is that many of them have come to life during the pandemic. So we, you know, our, our in our brainstorm session, we had already identified well-being as something that really needed to go from lip service to being much more deliberate. Yeah. So 
we saw and we have um, a number of people uh, have assumed, you know, sort of the director of employee well-being and included in that, Allison, is financial wellness. And the company that that um, really led this was it used to be SunTrust and now it's Truist. And they were one of the first to, you know, really think about well-being in a holistic way. I think the other one that we talked a little about, but really zoomed in on in the last couple of months was the the HR director of business continuity. Okay. And during crisis periods. And, you know, when we, we were talking about this actually in November, right? And um, we saw that through some recent research that Sherm did, that only 34% of organizations were prepared with a director of business continuity. And now this this sort of work stream is being assumed within the role of the CHRO to work with IT and real estate and facilities and and really develop a a playbook and a plan for how to return in a safe way uh, to work. So, and then there's, um, with the increased use of artificial intelligence and, and Steve, um, I've been, you know, on this for a while with the core for about a year and a half. Every year to update. Every year on Yeah. So we identified, um, some new roles that, um, one of our clients, uh, DBS bank in Asia, sort of a chatbot coach, um, someone in HR, to really, in a sense, train and retrain the bot as things change, what's the new protocol for answers and, and how, can, um, you know, how can artificial intelligence and machine learning be used in such a way so that the bot is refreshed in its learning as situations change. And, and in, included in that with the greater emphasis on ethics is sort of an algorithm bias officer to- Yeah, that was what I picked out when I read the article. I'm like, oh, that one I like. I like the algorithm bias officer role. That's pretty yeah. interesting. What you meant by that? Yeah, so it's it's really ensuring, someone in HR working with legal and ensuring that that there is, that AI is used is it in an ethical and transparent way. Yeah. And to constantly um, evaluate and reevaluate the assumptions behind the algorithms, we've seen far too many examples of how um, AI has been misused. And and because one of the early use cases is has been in talent acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this this is they have, bots have a you know have a role to play um, in in who goes through the process. So. I think with all those early use cases, I think this is going to be an important role. And I think we, my co-author and I were, were clear about saying they may not be all new jobs, right. but they're work streams that each HR leader should think about, you know, how are they handling these issues and who's going to assume these work streams? Yeah. Yeah, Allison, that's, uh, you know, I mean, you're nodding and you're thinking about this too. Like, I wonder if there's like, that'd be a great kind of uh, cross-pollination, right? Because you're advising all these companies on their HR, right? 40,000 clients on their HR to think about, hey, look, where can we help them understand where things might be going? Uh, You know, uh, you're helping them get through today, of course, which is of most urgency for businesses for survival. But yeah, longer term, you know, the effects of some of these changes in in whether they're technology-driven, they're pandemic-driven, they're driven by something else. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had me, you had me algorithm. Um, (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I was also thinking too, Jean, in your comment around, you know, having a, a distinct business continuity leader within the organization, I think that also helps with an HR function, just be much more effective. Right. I think some companies were caught with, okay, they had to quickly develop a business continuity plan and just plans for the pandemic period. And that took their HR teams, um, if you know, away from everything else. And you know, there are certain elements of HR that have to continue to operate. And so, you know, I think that's just going to make allow for companies to just run in a much more, you know, strong, in a, much more strongly, and be prepared and be able to get in front of um, a lot of the important aspects of just caring for the well-being of their people in general. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah, all right, guys, we got a couple minutes left. I know no one's got a crystal ball. No one could have predicted any of this or how long it's going on. But if you could kind of think what's most likely going to be the, the top level HR issues, say, last quarter plus of this year, is it is it return to work and health and safety? Is that, Allison, you're talking to 40,000 customers uh, pretty much weekly. Is that number one, you think, the balance of this year? I think health and safety and and well-being just continue to be top of mind. And our clients and really companies around the U.S. are just really focused on what they need to do, the actions they need to take to maintain the the high levels of support for their employees so that they can stay productive, stay engaged, and, you know, continue to to run the business to the best extent possible. That's really my prediction. Yeah. Jane, you know, you're... You're going to put it on. You got the 21 HR jobs in the future. I mean, let's go out on an optimistic note. What, what's what's kind of like a positive we can take uh, take away from this and kind of leave feeling, yeah, I feel pretty good about where we're going and how we're going to help our, everyone get there. Yeah. Well, I I see I see a lot more focus on um, definitely well being and and I, I the other job that was in there was the work from home facilitator. Oh, like if, yeah. if we have more, if if remote work increases, maybe not permanent for everyone, how are com- how can companies in HR take a leadership role to make sure everyone has the right tools, technologies, and and they they feel successful, they have successful strategies to do their work, and they're okay with beaming into their teams' homes and seeing their dogs and kids and cats and whatnot. So um, I, I do think that we're going to have, we may have a, a, a real role on this, just keeping everybody that's a remote worker, you know, keeping, um, ensuring that, that they have what they need to be successful. Yeah. And I'd add one more thing is uh, also make sure as a business leader, as an HR leader, you're taking some time for your own self, managing your own care managing, you know, making sure you're supported and managing your own family, et cetera. Allison, I'm so glad you got a vacation. That made me yeah. so good to hear that. Yeah. I, think I, that's I highly important. recommend. I highly recommend them. <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been so much fun. So really quickly, um, Allison Stevens from Paychex, thank you so much. Paychex.com for everything, plus a ton of COVID-19 resources for employers, yeah. all employers, just so much community information out there on the Paychex site is remarkable. And they've done a fantastic job helping employers navigate their way through this uh, crisis. So thank you, Allison. Thank uh, you. Of course, Dean Meister, thank you again. Find you in Forbes, find you in HBR. Of course, Future Workplace, that's your home base. Uh, anything else uh, I want to direct people to? 
No, I think that's it. Thank you for, for having me, Steve. And it's a pleasure meeting you, Allison. Yeah, yes, so thanks, much Eugene. Fun, thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody, who listened and watched today. And uh, we'll see you next time on the next Ask HRE. Okay. Bye. Thank you.